Good morning. This is Tom Clark with the Father's Heart Media and Papa Tom with uh, Papa Tom's Tales. I want to announce today that I uh, just completed my third book. It's called The Birthday Present. And uh, I'll tell you more about it later as we move forward here. Uh, but today I would like to bring up the uh, aspect or the perception of coaches as fathers. Coaches uh, offer a unique position or at least an unusual position in a child's life and that uh, anyone who's involved with particularly with sports uh, can um, come under the tutelage of a coach and a coach if he has a father's heart will be exhibiting uh, the capacity to mentor and certainly protect and sometimes even provide and those are the characteristics of the father's heart. Not many coaches have father's hearts. Um, they may be in it for different reasons. Um, I shouldn't say that. Maybe a lot of them do to some degree. But there's two particular coaches that in my journey through this earth that I have encountered uh, directly uh, who I really saw had tremendous amount of the father's heart in them. And uh, those two coaches are Coach Morgan Wooten, a Hall of Fame basketball coach at DeMatha High School, and also um, Coach Joe Gibbs, who was the Washington Redskins coach about 30, 30 years ago. So first I'd like to start off with a prayer. Father, I pray that uh, your heart will come through the words that I speak today, and that the people listening to this podcast will be blessed to hear what you're doing in the lives of other people who were anointed to have a father's heart. And these two particular gentlemen, the stories I'm gonna tell about them, uh, will reveal your heart to uh, our listeners. And um, we do this in the spirit of Malachi 4, 6. The, 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 my mission here, Father, is to, and my assignment is to bring the hearts of the fathers to the children, the children to the fathers, both supernaturally and naturally. And this is an example, uh, not a biological connection but a, uh, for fathers, but people who were anointed with a father's heart that uh, dramatically and significantly affected the lives of the, uh, the people, the children that they, uh, that they coached and that were put under their uh, authority and tutelage. So uh, we promise you, uh, just as the father's heart always does, is to give you an understanding of connection to God the Father and to also natural uh, people, natural men who function as fathers. And specifically, uh, in this particular podcast, we're going to introduce you to the anointing that two gentlemen have. One is still alive, Coach Joe Gibbs is still alive, uh, no longer coaching. Um, but uh, the other one passed away. Morgan, Coach Morgan Wooten passed away. I think it was uh, 2021. I didn't even been at the end of 2020. Um, at least uh, 18 months ago, maybe two years ago. So with that in mind, I'd like to uh, start with the concept behind the Father's Heart is everyone who exhibits the Father's Heart has a desire, God the Father's Heart has a desire to protect, provide, and to mentor. So let me tell you a little story, several stories. I've got, I've got a whole list of them here uh, of these coaches. I have one with Coach Gibbs, and i got five or six with Coach Morgan Wooten. 
I have more with Coach Morgan Bruton because my oldest son, Zach, uh, went to DeMatha High School and interacted with Morgan Bruton. In fact, uh, it was Morgan Bruton that brought Zach to DeMatha High School. Uh, he uh, actually got a scholarship there at the instigation of uh, Morgan Bruton. I think it might was more for academics, but anyway, when Morgan Bruton decided he wanted him to come and kept calling Zach to come to DeMatha, that was, uh, it was all over. That's what he wanted to do. So the first thing I want to, to share with you is uh, something that I found out later in my son's career. Um, he was invited to Morgan Wooten's home in Maryland, and um, it was a party for the team. And uh, we were able to, as any party do, have free reign of the house. So, so we went down to the basement of Morgan Wooten House. And this, this basement was full to the brim. I mean, it was full to, from, uh, from floor to ceiling. Uh, with trophies, trophy cases, the entire basement. And it was huge trophies. And this guy had won, uh, he's a uh, Hall of Fame coach, so you can imagine, a Hall of Fame at the high school level. I think he won like 1,250 games or more. And uh, I think it was the winningest coach in history, if I'm not uh, mistaken. If he wasn't, somebody must have, might have surpassed him. But at the time, I think he was the winningest coach in basketball history. Uh, this gentleman... Coach Morgan Wooten was more than a coach. And so in the, in the basement, we were at the party. My eyes were attracted to the center case. The center showcase in his basement with all these trophies that were three feet high and magnificent. Uh, the biggest trophies you could have all over the basement. There was a picture. And in this picture, was the centerpiece. It was Coach Morgan Wooten's prized possession. And I looked closely at it. And it was about an eight by 10 picture, not that big actually, framed. And it showed Morgan Wooten about 24, 25 years old. And it showed him smiling like a Cheshire cat. I mean, he had the biggest smile on his face. And there was these disheveled, uh, kids around him and it said Morgan Wooten's first team first basketball team and there in the picture uh, it said uh, Montgomery County Orphanage and there in the picture were the orphans and these were his first team a motley crew if you ever saw one I mean you could make a movie picture out of these guys uh, these kids Every single one of them was smiling like a Cheshire cat. And Morgan Wood was smiling. He was so proud of his team. And he was so proud of that picture that he gave it center stage in, in his trophy case. And it spoke volumes to me that this was a man who had a father's heart. And it started at a very young age in his 20s. And this was the first... Uh, school or first opportunity actually he had to coach was with an orphanage and you could just tell he loved it and he was in all his glory and so were the kids and so I realized that he was a father to these children he wasn't just a coach he went beyond being coach Morgan Wooten was a very uh, principled man a man who had a heart after God I think he was raised Catholic by background and uh you know, uh, religious connection, but he, in a spiritual sense, he went beyond that. 
he went be, uh, beyond just uh, Catholicism as a religion. And uh, he really understood certain things. One of the things that my son Zach came back with every, every day after practice, he had the good fortune of playing uh, his junior and senior year on the varsity. And every single practice, he would come back with some word of wisdom that Coach Morgan Wood gave him. I remember in particularly one of the words that he had that Morgan Wooden taught them. And so he was a mentor. That was, that was part of his father's heart was being a mentor. Uh, he, it was the word enthusiasm. And he described to his uh, players that enthusiasm is getting excited about what the Spirit of God has revealed to you. And I thought to myself, wow, <laughs> where did you get that one? And he got it from a, an older version of a Noah Webster dictionary, I think from like the 1840s. Enthusiasm, getting excited about what the Spirit, I don't know if it's just that the Spirit of God, just the Spirit has revealed to you. And so we can get enthusiastic about what God, the Spirit of God has revealed to us. And that was an important insight that my son learned that day. And every day he was coached, he learned something new. Kind of reminded me of uh, Jimmy Valvano's father, who once said, if you want to enjoy your life, there's three things you should learn every day. One was to learn something new every day. And Morgan Wooten certainly provided that to his players. Two was to do one kind act for someone who could not return the favor. And number three, laugh. At least once a day, have one really good laugh. So here's something we could laugh about. And uh, it was a story that Morgan told. He mentioned that uh, in his career, which expanded over, I think, 45 years of coaching, there once was a time uh, when one of his players' mothers had come. She, he invited her to his office because he had to explain to the mother that he was going to cut uh, her son from the team. And it was a hard thing every time when you, it was a great honor to make his teams and when you didn't make his teams, uh, it was very difficult uh, for him emotionally, I guess, to express this. So he was to being kind to the mother and he uh, invited her up to his office and uh, she sat in his office and he explained to her some of the details. And then uh, I had to tell her, I'm sorry, I had to tell you this, uh, Mrs. Smith, whatever her name was, uh, but I, I have to cut your son team. You won't, won't be able to play uh, for the Damascus High School basketball team. And so the mother said, uh, no problem, Coach Wooten, no problem. I, I completely understand. Uh, you, you're a great coach. And uh, I'm so thankful that he was able to play sometime for you uh, and so on and so forth. She said, but tell me this one thing. Will it affect his chances of making the NBA? Anybody who understands basketball, I'm sure, would get a good laugh out of that. And Morgan certainly uh, got a chuckle that uh, that happened. But you can see uh, the the thought process between the um, the mother wanting to send him to to Matha High School was it was a stepping stone to get a scholarship to college for basketball, which is one of the things that Morgan Wooden actually did for more than the. 35 or 40 years, everyone that graduated as a senior that was on this basketball team as a senior got a scholarship to college. It's, it's an amazing uh, statistic, uh, but it's true.
So uh, he was a, a provider in the sense that he provides scholarships to his children, to his, uh, his players, I should say. And uh, he was a mentor, taught them every day, one uh, words of wisdom every day were exchanged with them. And uh, this was something that was just uh, part of his life. And uh, I got the sense of his father uh, aspect or his father demeanor, demeanor when he um, would talk to the mothers of his players. I could understand that a lot of times when uh, the players would come and their parents would be there, oftentimes the, the players didn't have fathers. It was just the mother would show up for the games. And so he became somewhat of a surrogate father uh, to those players. And the mothers really appreciated him for doing that. And I think you get a sense of what was happening there. In fact, I'll have to tell another side story. It had nothing to do with Morgan Wooten, but uh, my son, Zach, uh, told me a story that uh, one time he was playing in the summer league in D.C., and um, with his with his players and with his friends, and he went into a gym, and uh, there was uh, the entire uh, gym was uh, full of people from the inner city. So uh, there was not a white person in the gym, but him when he walked in, and all he got was stares and people said, "What are you doing here?" and all these different looks, and those looks immediately stopped when two or three of his players' mothers came down from the stands and gave him a big hug. And when the entire gym saw that the mothers gave Zach a hug, it was all over. It was immediately accepted into the community. And that's just a, a real life experience that you can have when you uh, play for someone like Morgan Wooten. So the other thing I would like to, uh, to share with my listeners is another story about another coach who also had a father's heart. This coach was a coach, Joe Gibbs, the uh, former uh, coach of the Washington Redskins back in the 1980s. I believe they won three Super Bowls. And uh, I think Coach Gibbs is in the Hall of Fame. So Morgan Wooten was in the, uh, the Basketball Hall of Fame and uh, Coach Gibbs in the Football Hall of Fame. Two different sports, certainly two different levels in terms of Morgan Wooten never left uh, the high school. By the way, just to show you the heart of his heart, uh, he was offered many, many times uh, the opportunity to coach at uh, colleges and um, uh, for much, much more money than he was going to get paid as a, as a high school coach. And uh, when he was asked, why did you never accept over a 45-year period uh, much more money as a college coach, he said, because... I felt that I could really have a bigger effect on my players' lives. So he turned down the money. He turned down the money because of his anointing and what he understood was his impact on his players' lives. Talk about money, I want to mention something I also found out about Morgan Wood. My grandmother used to have a, an expression of someone who was very tight with a with money, and she was uh, she would say that guy is so uh, tight with money he would squeeze a nickel until the buffalo pooped. And she didn't use the word poop because she was Irish, but I claim it up for my listeners. He would squeeze a nickel until a buffalo pooped. Well, that was Morgan Wooten. I think he they they said he 
he still had the first nickel he earned. <laughs> so he, he definitely held on to his money. But at the same time, he wouldn't be tempted by getting uh, college or professional um, jobs. And they, they certainly were offered to him. But he made his choices in life for his, uh, his calling and his destiny was to affect a high school level uh, students and high school level players. And he wanted to have that impact at an early age. And he really is, he could mold their lives better in high school than he could at the professional and college, the college and the professional level. Therefore, he made the choice and it was the right choice. It was a godly choice. And he did it because he prayed and, he, and that's where he came to that conclusion. So the other story I would like to tell was about Coach uh, Joe Gibbs. I, I don't have a, a lot of experience with him. I may have met him. Uh, maybe four or five times in my life, mostly through uh, business connections and large uh, public meetings, uh, dinners and fundraisers and things like that, where he was the guest speaker. But there was one particular instance where, it, while it was public, I was able to uh, get much uh, upfront and personal with him. And that was um, almost 40, it had to be 40 years ago, early 1980s. Um, there was a gentleman named Richard Enrico uh, in Northern Virginia who organized a pro-life march around Fairfax County Hospital. And uh, so one Saturday morning, around 8 o'clock in the morning, uh, in the arrangement of the march, he must have gathered several hundred people, maybe 200 or so, and they marched around uh, Fairfax County Hospital. And my wife was the one that told me about it, and I definitely wanted to go. Uh, she participated in March for Life uh, in Washington, D.C. for over 40 years. And I think the first time she missed was because of COVID. Um, nonetheless, I'm attending this March for Life. My wife and I were both there. And so they paired me up with a gentleman. And the gentleman they paired me up with was Coach Joe Gibbs. So I had an opportunity to spend an hour and a half, maybe or so, or maybe even two hours walking around and talking to Joe Gibbs, he was really down to earth and really um, uh, easy to talk to. And in my ease of talking to him, I realized that he was a man who was very down to earth and someone who had a father's heart. I'm sure he had a father's heart for his family, but also for his kids. I know he was very close to his son, JD, who passed away two or three years ago. And really has been uh, uh, difficulty, I think, uh, um, dealing with that issue. Uh, nonetheless, uh, he was a man who understood the heart of God for children. And he was uh, vehemently pro-life because it was something that was important to him. So he would set aside his fame and his, uh, how shall I say this, uh, his reputation or risk his reputation to stand up and take a stand. And that's what is in the Father's heart. That's what shows you when a man feels that. That's what he'll be. I read an article about a, a, uh, a school, high school down in Louisiana, where uh, there was um, shootings and there was a lot of disruption in this public high school. And they were asking, what should we do about it? And 40 men stood up, 40 men who were dads, set up and said, we'll police the school. And then there was no incidents after that. This is appeal from heaven. 
This is an appeal from heaven to, to see that this is moving across our country and across our world, that there's a desire for men to stand up, to be fathers in the roles that they have in life, to be fathers as coaches, to be fathers as fathers in any capacity that that might be. So um, I would hope you enjoyed the listening to these, uh, these stories about two former coaches, Coach Morgan Wooten and Coach Joe Gibbs. And uh, if any of you know any coaches out there that have these hearts for uh, children and, and their players in the sports world, uh, I pray that you would encourage them and honor them because it's something that is very much needed in our world today. Uh, it's needed in every one of the seven mountains of influence. Uh, it's needed in the families. It's needed in the churches. The scripture tells us we have many teachers, but few fathers. It's needed in government. It's really, really needed in government. It's needed in um, the uh, sports and entertainment world of the highest levels. It's uh, needed in the universities. Uh, it's needed in, in the religious world, the church world. So all these places where there's social gatherings, fathers need to stand up and to be coaches, to be life coaches, to coach people. And the biggest thing that they could help them uh, be coached with is to provide and to protect and to mentor and to shed light on the God, the Father's heart that they've received and pass it on to the people that they have met. So we thank you for listening today. Uh, the third book, uh, the, the Birthday Present, uh, which is a book about um, how to overcome deception. Um, the enemy tries to uh, twist uh, and distort is a better word, distort our perception of who God the Father is. But there's a special birthday present that God gave Luke the light bearer. And with this special present, he would never be deceived about who God was. And uh, we thank you for listening. We thank you for coming to our website, thefathersheartmedia.com and uh, listening to our podcasts. By the way, on that website, I have a special blog that I just put out two days ago. And in that blog, it has the top 10 podcasts of 2021 from last year. And I'm sure you'll enjoy them. Go listen to one or two of the top 10. I'm sure the top 10 uh, have um, aspects in them or they have um, messages in them, I should say, that will be dear to your heart and you'll be blessed to listen for them. So thank you very much for listening to this podcast, and we look forward to our next podcast at the Father's Heart Media.